I'm not in this hood for your pleasure. You are here experiencing what brings me pleasure. You have the luxury of that. Mm -hmm. Respect it. (laughs) Respect it. Yeah. Because it's a luxury. And I can easily say, no, don't touch Mm -hmm. me. Welcome back to Sextras, where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey, and my fun fact is that I'm scared of snakes. It's not a fun fact. It's scary as fuck, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm scared of snakes. <laughs> but they're so cute. They're really not cute. They're like the least cute creature I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, actually, I wouldn't say cute. They're more like cool, to be fair. Okay, yeah, I'll give you cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, guys, I'm Maria, and my fun fact is that when I was younger, I used to go to the dentist all the time. Like, I had the worst teeth, and so, and I hated it so much. So, when, so then I was like, okay, so when I'm older, I'm gonna become a dentist, so then all the kids like me can feel the pain that I feel now. So, yeah. But now I thank God I didn't um, chase that dream of being a dentist because <laughs> I don't think I'd be a very good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd be a very good one either. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stick to your arts degree. <laughs> yeah, and then all the lovely people wouldn't hear me every Tuesday on Sextras. So you're welcome, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you just be a really, like, sexually enlightened and liberated dentist. <laughs> I don't think that that's I'm what sure people want from their dentist, though. <laughs> that's not really what they need. It could be a niche market. You, you never know. Like, middle-aged men, like, horny and repressed as fuck. Stop. Just want to get some, like, thrills Stop. when they go to the dentist. <laughs> Um, moving on from dentistry and sexuality (laughs) we have a great episode for you guys this week because we have a great guest we do we're so excited we have the lovely amir joining us today he is gonna talk with us about kinks at the start of the episode we're gonna have a segment where we hear about the kinkiest things you guys have ever done and then, in the main part of the episode, we're going to move on to Amir and his kinks. Amir is otherwise known as Pup Anarchy, and he's going to dive into what his role as a pup looks like, how he discovered he was into that, submissive and dominant roles in the BDSM community, and then we're also going to chat a bit about his job, because he is a shaman, which is very cool, and... He's just going to kind of tell us about how his job has kind of influenced how he goes into sexual situations and the energy he expects other people to give back to him, regardless of if they're submissive or dominant or regardless of what role he's taking on as well. Yeah, please welcome our beautiful guest, Amir. Hello, everybody. I'm Amir. 
my fun fact is that in my spare time, I play with fire. <laughs> you risky, risky guy. On yeah. the edge, living life <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> what can I say? What's, what's life like without a little burn? True. <laughs> Might as well give it to yourself so other people can't. <laughs> Self-masochism, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's so We've cool. just been having an extensive discussion about how we're all masochists. <laughs> Even if you don't want to admit it, you are. <laughs> Which is actually the perfect segue into our segment where we asked people what the kinkiest thing you've ever done is. And we had our first ever anonymous submission, which was Guys, so it's really about. exciting times. <laughs> it really is. Oh my god. But should I start us off? Please do. Okay. So the first first submission. Someone said, I've smelt people's underwear before. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> nice. I wanna sell my underwear. I feel like that's quite a good um business venture, but yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I feel like it really would be a good business venture. You'd have to, (laughs) but to be fair, you'd have to buy, keep buying underwear. Or you could just not wear underwear at all, except for when you're going to sell it. So. Do you guys find it hot? Like, would you find smelling like a sexual partner's underwear hot or something like that? What do you guys think? Because I personally don't really but I don't know. I, I mean, you never hear of it. people smelling like guys' underwear. Like you just don't hear of that. But I guess because they don't have like the same kind of discharge. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Like, I don't yeah, know. There's something about it. There's something about <laughs> it that I'm just like, yeah, I do want to sniff your underwear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> put it in my mouth like I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I guess it's just quite like a sexual smell yeah like it is almost like it's own like scent like there's this like this musky smell that almost just kind of like brings this like animalistic sexual attraction you're just like oh my god like you smell so gross I just want to fuck you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it would that. really turn me on if someone smelled my underwear and like found that hot. I feel like that would turn me on more than actually doing it myself. I don't know Most why. Most definitely, mm. no, mm. definitely. <laughs> or like yeah. even like taking off your shoe and like making somebody smell it. <laughs> I actually like don't hate the smell of my vagina. Like I don't. So like maybe yeah, I would kind of like I would kind of find it hot. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I remember when um, me, I was dating a girl and like obviously your fingers smell very vaginary a lot of the time and I used to love it. Like I remember when we like, when I used to come go back to my house and like I'd love that my fingers smelled a vagina. That's so like weird, but I guess, yeah. <laughs> you didn't wash your hands before you went home. <laughs> no, like, I literally loved it. I wanted it to stay as long as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the beginning of COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maria single handedly started COVID. 
<laughs> with her weird fetish <laughs> of not washing her hands after sex. <laughs> no I feel that I feel that I feel like when I was younger I used to do that actually like I had a romantic partner at like 16 and that's when I like probably started my sexual exploration and Mm -hmm. I can definitely say that like if I wasn't around them like I wanted to smell like them yeah I I literally am such a big smell person I love this like I always want to, like, bring, like, my boyfriend's shirt or, like, spray his perfume or something. I just always want to have, like, that, like, smelling stimulation, you know? Not in a sexual way always, of of course, but in this case, I guess. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to explore it more. Like, I'll jot that down (laughs) real quick. (laughs) I feel like sniffing things is probably, like, one of the first kinks that I realized I had without realizing it was a kink Mm. until like way later (laughs) yeah that's cool I feel like everyone has a kink that they don't realize is a kink Mm. until a while after yeah to be fair my boyfriend always like well I mean I say always like the two times that we've said goodbye because we're long distance like he'll take my underwear without telling me and it's the same pair and then it's like my favorite pair and I never realize until afterwards <laughs> and I'm like oh you piece of shit like <laughs> I, I like that so much though I want to like sneak in my underwear in my boyfriend's suitcase but I'm pretty sure he'd just be like oh I think you forgot this like I don't think he'd realize I was like trying to be sexy <laughs> But I steal so much of his underwear. He literally hates it so much. I have like half of his underwear in my possession at the moment. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's amazing. You like hoard it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's mine now. (laughs) Do you wear them? Yes, it, they're yeah, so you? comfy though. But it's out of a, it's not really a sexual thing though. Me stealing it, it's more like just comfort. Cause girls' underwear isn't that mm. comfy, but boys' underwear, on the other hand, true. Right, it's different. It is yeah. a bit more comfortable mm. for sure. I have actually mm-hmm. been considering buying some men's underwear. Just yeah, I'm gonna I really start. I don't know why I haven't gotten on this before. Like, I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. gonna start. <laughs> just start wearing boxers like i'm either just gonna like not wear underwear or wear men's underwear that's okay that's fascinating i think (laughs) that is like a good social advancement to make in this world i really think it is like i've never worn bras and like now i've stopped wearing underwear so you know just like really i'm so progressive (laughs) in the underwear department and see exactly like i feel like literally yeah (laughs) i feel like we need to stop telling women that they need to like put tight things on their body Mm. it's not necessary like guys wear the loosest things always like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay so the next one is i really fancied this girl we got chatting and ended up shagging her mom that's crazy like i don't get how that happens how does that happen just casually ended up like i want a bit more yeah, like i want the story. story development like how did it get from one to the other i yeah i want to know like the build-up to this mm-hmm. like 
Yeah. If you sent this, please like give us a little <laughs> update. We'll send you a free sticker <laughs> if you update us on the story. <laughs> Would you guys have sex with like one of your friends' parents or like have you? <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't think I have. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think i don't think <laughs> it's a really big world out there we never really know <laughs> um, truthfully would i i feel like if i had a friend in my life currently <laughs> and i were to meet their parent and their parent were extremely handsome and tall <laughs> <laughs> we would have a great time together good i love that <laughs> maria i mean i don't think i knowingly would but i mean i guess no i don't mm. think i could i really don't think i could do it i think it would really disturb me um but i'm not like unknowingly i guess i would i'm not also you just don't really go for older people yeah exactly i'm not against shagging older people i just don't really have like i never really go for it like i'm never really attracted to older guys or women so i guess or people i guess so i don't know i don't see it happening but i yeah i don't think it's for me (laughs) now would you I wouldn't not. I just don't know what the situation would like be about to happen. <laughs> okay, okay, next one. Well, moving on. Someone else said nothing too kinky. Probably just handcuffed to the bed, and then they said, "Oh wait, no, foot job." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's- Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you guys into feet? I don't get why people hate feet. I love feet. I don't know. I don't get the same. Same. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I've, I haven't been, I haven't taken the best care of my feet for the longest time. And now I'm like, I'm taking better care of my feet. And I'm like, you know, like, I really like this. Like, I really like yeah. feet. Like, <laughs> I know that I've like nice. feet. And I've known that for a while. And it's fun because like, honestly, I feel like the kinkiest thing that I've done with feet is like stuck my big toe up somebody's ass. <laughs> oh my god! Did they like it? <laughs> they did. No, they it, it they were just like do this, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> did you like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I oh like. My God. I really like feet, and I always like not not in a sexual way. I just want to put my feet on my boyfriend's face, but he hates, (laughs) he hates feet and he won't let me even go close. I always like tease him and I'm just like, like in his face. He's like, don't even think about putting that. Like he actually gets angry if I do, but I love it. It's not even a sexual thing. It's just like a comforting thing. Like I love people holding my feet. And my mom has the same thing. Like, she likes people to hold her feet the same exact way. I don't know. It feels really connected and grounded for some reason. I just think it's really nice. No, I 100% agree. There's times that, like, I'll find myself in conversation with people. 
and like I'll be holding my foot or like massaging my foot mm-hmm. I'm literally holding my feet right now this is how I sit all hours <laughs> of the day it's <laughs> <laughs> like my toes are cold like my feet get cold really easy too mm, yeah I'm pretty sure I'm like anemic <laughs> so I, yeah, my feet get cold so I just like <laughs> like to warm them up or like massage mm. them I think it must be like a germ thing that people get scared especially like I don't know Americans are really weird about germs like no offense <laughs> but <laughs> like I think that's why my boyfriend doesn't like it because he's like you have to wash your feet before they're coming anywhere near me (laughs) or like before I touch them and I'm like okay I respect that but I have socks on the whole day it's not like I walk around barefoot like in the mud and shit like literally just (laughs) socks on my carpet in my house I don't like oh look there's a there's a pile of cow shit out in the field I'm gonna go (laughs) stop it yeah and then you have to lick my foot like <laughs> that's that's some some different dominatrix I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that's a kink, but <laughs> like someone let us know if that's your kink and we wanna know. <laughs> okay. The next one is um had sex outside, but that's not kinky and lubeless anal but only the tip. <laughs> <laughs> but only the tip. <laughs> well, that's not pleasurable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's a kink to have like lubeless anal? Yes, totally. Is it? Because yeah, the thing for is, sure. oh, 100%. Because, like, honestly, like, there's some people that pre come a lot, and then there's mm. some people that don't. Yeah. So mm. it's like being one of the ones that does, like, fuck yeah like i want to like work my dick into your butt without yeah. any lube <laughs> yeah. but do you think it's a bottoms as well do you think it's a kink like do they enjoy i feel it? like it is to be quite honest because yeah. there's some bottoms that are like no mm-hmm. and then there's some that are like Oh, yeah. give, it, give it to me <laughs> yeah I'm sure there are loads of people that are quite into like the pain of it in a way because mm. you know sometimes sometimes when you haven't had sex in a while and like it you like it's it kind of goes in for the first time and it's like a bit more tight or like it feels a bit more like painful quote unquote than usual and it just feels yeah. better sometimes I don't know I'm kind of into it but I yeah. guess it can be a more extreme form of pain as well because I guess if it was my ass it would be a little bit different but you know <laughs> it's a little bit tight definitely <laughs> yeah just a little bit <laughs> definitely I, I personally like like I find it hot to do it without Mm. but like Mm. if i were in a role of receiving and they wanted to do it without any i'd be like yeah no (laughs) no (laughs) yeah that's fair (laughs) (laughs) okay next one um okay so this person provided kind of a list fucked on a rock during a hike fucked in an elevator at college during finals because i had to blow off a lot of a load of steam fucked in the library during finals as well wait i don't know if any of those count as kinky (laughs) i've tied her up and dominated her blindfolded her and had my way teasing and touching all over her until she begged me to fuck her 
Yeah, I would say all those things are pretty kinky. <laughs> That's definitely kinky. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely kinky for sure. <laughs> He's like <laughs> fucked in an elevator. Wait, wait, fucked in a library. Oh, wait, I don't know if that's kinky. Fucked on a rock in a hike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Tying people up, that's definitely kinky. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty textbook kinky. Kinkiness. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's the first thing you think of is just, like, being tied up. That or, like beaten yeah (laughs) with the little like paddle (laughs) yeah like a paddle or like a whip or the hairs or like whatever really (laughs) and then honestly blindfolds are hot Mm. oh my god and then Mm. there's something about like the blindfold and then the restriction yeah Mm -hmm. personally to me it's less of restriction and more of nesting and that may sound strange, but the more that I've gotten in touch with my spider-like tendencies, <laughs> I've realized that spiders spend their time weaving mm. their web because mm-hmm. they want to, like, hold you close. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how does that relate to, like, blindfolding? Like, how does that... So that's, like, the restriction. Oh, I see. Okay. Because when you take the restriction and you and you create this prohibitance in what is natural, mm. and then you take the sense or the sensation of being able to see, you heighten every sense mm-hmm. other than your sight. Yeah. And now you're in a form of restriction, so you're sense of feeling is longing and pushing and urging to just like endure yeah more than anything so that restriction is just causing that urge to push for more wanting more seeing mm-hmm. what else it is that your limitations can handle it's like a challenge to yourself <laughs> like how much can you handle yeah, yeah, that's cool. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mm. But do you, so with the whole like having sex outside thing. Do you think that's kinky? Like, is exhibitionism kinky, or is it a separate thing? I think exhibitionism is super kinky for sure. Yeah, um, it's a massive thing. Like, mm. personally, coming from a gay community, I have endured the experience of understanding that we go to like parks (laughs) and we'll just like we'll fuck you anywhere we'll fuck you in the bathroom we'll fuck you on the (laughs) sofa like it doesn't matter like (laughs) really doesn't matter and like it's interesting because you know that is a form of exhibitionism and like I think the problem is personally there's a distinct difference between voyeurism and exhibitionism like being an exhibitionist means that like you want to explore and have sex in nature but like voyeurism is like allowing others to watch so like you want to have sex in public in front of other people yes Mm. yes definitely and so i think that like 
there is that distinct difference and that should be like kind of distinguished because I feel like not everybody really understands that. Just because I want to mm-hmm. fuck outside does not mean I want to do it in front of where people can see me. <laughs> okay, so the next one. Sat on a cake and had my boyfriend eat it up. I love this. <laughs> like, I love this This is so my much. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how yeah, it happened. Just like, was it, so do you fun. think it was like, did she just like accidentally sit on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you bought the cake specifically so you could sit on it or like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably she's probably like here babe happy birthday and then she like just yeah. sat on it <laughs> I like, love that <laughs> yes. happy birthday and just to let you know I'm as lit as the candle that would have been here so I'm gonna sit yeah. here like <laughs> <laughs> and then just like I shove mean... his head like in the cake and just yeah. like make him start eating her pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what a story that sounds like a really good way to get like a uti or thrush yeah i mean i was gonna say i love the idea of it but like my vagina would literally kill me yeah, the, no, the day is after <laughs> i mean this sounds like my ideal kind of kink because I have like a sugar addiction that's like very real so like you just get both pleasures at the same time you know but (laughs) yeah I don't think my body could withhold that (laughs) my question is this would it even feel good against a vagina to feel a cake (laughs) I'm just like trying to picture the like like the squidginess of the cake (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like the frosting like would the frosting feel good <laughs> maybe but like maybe the coldness I of feel like, like the coldness of the yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard of like the um you know fruit roll-ups well we don't have them in the uk but like i do you guys know what it is like fruit winders for uk people though that kind of vibe mm. Um, I want to like have you heard of like wrapping it around like the dick and then you blow the guy with the fruit roll up wrapped around I really want to do that that sounds like so much fun that does sound that like does a lot of fun sound really good. <laughs> like honestly I'll be like it's weird like I coming from a position of where like I do like to be submissive but I'm also extremely like personally dominant I mm. I don't like sucking dick. <laughs> Will I? I mean, like, really? totally. I don't. I mean, like, I do. It's fun, but, like, it's not... I don't like... Like, I like when I'm in control of it. Like, I don't like when you're, like, forcing my head down and, like... Yeah. Like, I'll deep throat you. Okay. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, I'm gonna take my time. Like, yeah. I hate, like, when my partner is, like, mm-hmm. trying to just get off from a blowjob and they're just, like... Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. Not, that's not my forte but I will give you a blowjob <laughs> but with yeah, a fruit roll up with a fruit roll up I would definitely mm, give you a blowjob <laughs> <laughs> that would make everything completely different yeah this is making me yeah. reconsider my sex life like I maybe <laughs> food is just the way to go you know I'm actually really not into the idea of involving food and sex 
really. Oh, I guess I could be a dumb kink. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, no, but I think it is a kink. Like, you know, with the whipped cream and all of that stuff. I think that's like something that's not vanilla, like involving food and yeah the bedroom but i'm really not into it because i just don't get the stickiness and stuff but the fruit roll-up thing i really want to do that because that sounds fun i agree though yeah no, it really is a king shower that's funny yeah no uh, there's people that do heavily get into involving food into their like sexual pleasures mm-hmm. though for 100%. sure yeah <laughs> there's there's i'm pretty sure there's girls out there that have only fans accounts just of them eating naked <laughs> <laughs> yeah for, i do definitely see that yeah mm-hmm. okay the next one is i pissed on a guy once mm-hmm. would you guys do this i or have that? done it <laughs> yeah. and i would totally why? do it again like, really <laughs> like why what like what i don't get it um i think it's sort of like i don't know it's primal to me it's very animalistic and primal and like i want to pee on you i want to like mark Mm -hmm. my territory like fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i want i want to pee on you and then i want you to pee on me and then like let's fuck in it (laughs) like (laughs) that's my idea of a good time I think, like, even if I wanted to, which I very much don't, <laughs> I don't think I can. I just don't think I could make myself pee on someone. Would you let somebody pee on you? No. <laughs> You're like, no, no definitely, definitely not. not. <laughs> I just, I think pee, like, it smells really gross. It's also just like the messiness factor. If I'm not gonna let someone put like sweet, sugary whipped cream on me, like I don't want your piss on me. (laughs) So, yeah. That's funny. Maria, would you? I, I think I would do it. Like, uh, yeah, if if I was with someone that was really into it, I think I'd I'd give it a go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not necessarily like I don't know. I'm not that keen. I don't think I'll try it soon. Yeah. But I'll try it. <laughs> I get the primal thing, and I get the like. I don't know. I like sort of the idea of kind of like being good with each other's mess. And I'm not a very gr- like. I don't get grossed out by a lot of things, so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would gross me out that much. But actually, like, shit, like, playing with shit and stuff, like, that's something I don't think I could do. But pee, like, I think I could (laughs) do it. Literally (laughs) took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, I I probably just couldn't go for shit play. Like, scat is not a thing. Like, it's interesting, like, when you look at subcultures, like, different representations and different colors can have different meanings and what people enjoy Mm. (laughs) so it's interesting because it's like i'm really glad that i haven't really pulled brown into my life (laughs) yeah (laughs) because that is not the image i want to set for myself nor is it who i am i'm like yeah it comes out of me but it's it's gross like i don't want to play with it yeah yeah i wouldn't even want to touch my own let alone someone know. else's so like <laughs> i'm good <laughs> i'll pass on that one 
<laughs> my like I know personally like I've been in like experiences where I'm like fucking a guy and like you know maybe like he ate recently or something and that just like the amount of friction and like the amount of time that I've been spending like putting my dick in your butt like yeah like mm-hmm. you're <laughs> pushing things out and like mm. I get shit on my dick and like I don't like that like if yeah. I smell it I'm like I instantly like my boner goes away like I, I can't yeah. get horny anymore mm. I, I'm done mm. and like Sometimes, like, if it's really good sex, like, I'll fight through it and, like, I'll just, like, finish it. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's other times that I'm like, you're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself before we dive into the rest. Like, what's your job? How did you get there? A bit of background about yourself. Okay, well, let's see. My job. I am a shaman. I perform energy healing. I do things like Reiki and Tantric Reiki and guided meditation, breathwork, hypnotherapy. I do tarot readings, so pretty much anything of, like, spiritual, divine, magical essence I provide. I hold space for a lot of um, experiences that we endure (laughs) as individuals. Personally, how I found myself here, (laughs) (laughs) well, I, that's relative as to how you consider here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I went through a set of experiences putting myself down different paths in careers that were suitable, not suitable, experiential, progressive, very progressive in ways that were unimaginable to the time frame and the experience. And then just discovering this portion of myself that had this recollection is what enveloped me into a spatial awareness of more discovering what I had the ability to provide. Mm -hmm. And as I was setting those intentions out, those intentions were coming straight back to find me. (laughs) In some of the strangest ways, (laughs) but definitely to make sure that like, First of all, like, we're energy, like, we're all energy. We have, we're remembered. We're remembered by others. We're remembered sometimes by others when we don't remember ourselves. Yeah. And that is probably one of the most interesting things that I've experienced in this path because people will make sure that you are who you say you are. (laughs) Because at this point, like, we've been through so many personal experiences and everybody has such personal history that... We want to know that, like, it's you. <laughs> you are you. Like, you're, you're actually here. Because the mm. thing is, is that most people aren't here. Mm. <laughs> and that's why I say it's relative as to where you define here at. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, like, I'm, I'm with you. But am I here? 
No. <laughs> Not necessarily. But I think that is where I've learned that, like, paying my attention and my time to others is where I can make a greater impact in helping and loving and showing that true consideration of understanding and that, like, I'm not yeah. here. I'll never be here, but I'm here for you. Do you think, or how do you think, I guess, coming to this realization of the things that you can offer people and the ways that you can help them and sort of this, I guess, bigger awareness of yourself? Maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I guess a, a bigger awareness and like, how does your work basically inform or affect your life like your sexual life or yourself as a sexual being how have you noticed it like changed or how has it affected oh man so personally like it's changed tremendously mm -hmm. and i think the funny thing is is that it's changing so much currently and i think that this is a perfect time to sit and kind of open up on that because i'm coming from a time and place where I was so against the things that I enjoyed for so long. Like what? Like, can you <laughs> elaborate? So I would see these experiences happening outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And there was a portion of me that's like, that looks fulfilling. You should endure that. And then there's that portion of me that out of this characteristic of trained and learned equipment, from growing up was like that's fucking gross stay away from that don't do that and so i think it tremendously shifted my mindset and what i should allow myself to feel fulfilled inside of mm -hmm. because i think it allowed me to comprehend that if you can't please everybody you pretty much can please nobody but if you're all one and I'm you and you're me, then please yourself. Because pleasing yourself is going to please mm. everybody else. Mm. So it's kind of like this idea of repression. I think people get so in their heads about what they should do or what they need to be doing to get to a certain place by a certain age or just have a title, say they've achieved something. But it's like in the end you're not actually pleasing anyone unless you like listen to what you actually want people get mm. so caught up on expectations or just ideas that are put on them in society that you kind of just don't even know how to listen to what you want in the first place so like how how did you even get to the point where mm. you were like what was your moment I don't know if you had a moment of realization but if you did where there was like one specific thing that you were like okay well this this is something that I want and this is something I have to do to make myself happy a hundred percent like that's what it came down to I was laying here and I was meditating and I was opening myself up and I was really like expanding myself into my root and really connecting to myself and like really connecting to my primal connection of like me and how I fit in place of mm -hmm. the resonance of this earth and I told myself like this is you and my initial instinct was like 
No. (laughs) (laughs) And then my experience pushed me further into the feeling that it provided. The fulfillment that it could Mm -hmm. expand into. Mm. And that's when I said to myself, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. But that takes me to the comfortability, which I think we were talking about earlier. It, in a sense, makes you a bit uncomfortable. But you have to learn how to be comfortable in uncomfortability. It's a learned behavior. It's an adaption. It's an adaptation to your surroundings and to who you are. And allowing yourself to not judge yourself or be harsh on yourself or being desensitized to your feelings about who you are. Like, obviously, you care about who you are. But just because you care doesn't mean you can degrade yourself. Yeah. Because when you start degrading yourself, everybody else does. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you, like, expose yourself to uncomfortable things enough you kind of know what levels of uncomfortability is like you you can take rather than what uncomfortability other people impose on you and that you can't take you just learn so much more about yourself and like how you put yourself into other situations with other people it's kind of like a primer you learn more about your tolerance Mm. what you can tolerate how much you can tolerate at what capacity you can tolerate it Mm. yeah so in terms of i guess your sexual or romantic life you were saying earlier about how like you were just very out there and you experienced a lot (laughs) so do you think that having that experience kind of allowed Mm. you to have some perspective and like step back and be like the array of experiences you had you could kind of pick and choose which ones felt right to you a hundred percent I feel like I was submerged into all these experiences and put through all of them and then it was like okay which one did you like and which one did you not and then I was like (laughs) most of it I didn't (laughs) but I'm alive yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's the thing like just because I'm kinky doesn't mean that I want to submerse myself into the whole world. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I want to partake in all these kink parties and like being in like orgies like that's not my forte as far as my kinkiness goes. My kinks are like I want your one-on-one divided attention and I want you to like really show me what you're made of and I can promise you that I'll do the same (laughs) yeah but that's the thing like I give off the energy that you give so personally Mm -hmm. like I said like I I take a submissive role technically technically I don't think (laughs) the submissive role is really lesser than I think they're more in control of Uh Mm -hmm. but like there's something to that that just brings its own adversity that allows me to kind of 
gravitate towards feeling what it is that my handler has to provide and then reconstructing it for what I know it to be as if it's not being channeled in a way that doesn't resonate and then Mm -hmm. giving it back. But that's the problem. It's difficult to discover a handler that's worth the time and effort and their flexibility that's willing to want to receive. Because you say the Mm -hmm. word receive and they instantly think like, no, no, you're not going to penetrate me. Like, that's not what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you is that I'm in this role, but I'm still dominant and I still have a lot to offer. And I can give it to you, but you have to be willing to receive it. And it would challenge both of us to be better if you were open to receiving. (laughs) Yeah. So can we kind of unpack the handler role and like how you discovered that you like that? Like kind of explain what it is to, because I think some of our audience probably won't know. (laughs) My personal perspective, I can't necessarily speak for a handler because I'm not one. Like, I don't want to. Like, and personally, like, I'm coming from such a massive community that, again, like, you know, my soul has known for forever. But I've been too afraid to step into it because of my environment. So ultimately, like, I've taught myself everything I know. I don't require a handler. Hmm. I don't need one. I'm a lone wolf. Like, I'm my own pup. Like, I'm my own being I'm my own thing like I'm completely separate from majority of like what this community has to offer in a way but I'm also Mm -hmm. a massive part of it (laughs) yeah but is it just in a way that you like so happen to be in it as in the experience comes before the label or the group rather than trying to fit into it and and you don't even see it as yourself until way later. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my god, like, I was around my entire pack and nothing. Literally yeah. nothing. Because they were just like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> you're not you. This isn't good. And so mm-hmm. it was like, it was interesting because I'm looking at you like, you're not you. You're looking at me like I'm not me. And then it's just like confusing. <laughs> so I think ultimately, like when it comes down to me personally, how I discovered it was through them. Like they channeled that. They they showed it to me. They were around me. And then like I, you know, opened myself up and I was like, whoa, like that's me. That's who I am. Yeah. And then I started, you know, realizing and recognizing like I have to put myself back in like I know who I am like I have to put myself where I know I'm at so I can make the change that I want to because I think that this development of this community was to make sure that we were always safe and that we were always okay and that we were always taken care of and not being mishandled Mm -hmm. but I think that that quickly became something different and I think that that's why I'm here now 
So when you say like the community, is it specifically other pups or is it like the general BDSM community? All of it, really. I mean, like other pups, other handlers, like, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like BDSM, like is it like pup play is not it's not a form of like being open to the idea of bestiality. Pup play to me personally, like some people are like, I'm a dog, like yeah, I'm a pup, like for sure. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like getting in touch with my animal spirit. Mm. I'm putting myself in place of my animalistic tendencies in nature because I personally know that like I am an animal spirit trapped in a human body (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is why it's so difficult to like see all these like factories of like meat and other things and I'm just like whatever because again we're all our own masochists so I put myself through some crazy experiences (laughs) in that in that spectrum of things but that's its own topic (laughs) It's just, it's interesting, though, because I discovered that, like, I want to be able to be primal. I want to be able to release myself and, like, give into this urge and still be understood and heard. But, like, I also felt as though I want to connect. And if not talking and putting on my hood was a better way to connect, to be able to be heard then good. Like, now I'm making the change that needs to be done and should have been done a long time ago. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the idea of what you just said, the not talking, and, like, if that's gonna make someone hear you, that, I don't know, that's really, like, powerful. I really like the idea of that. I feel like what I've learned along my path is sometimes the best thing we can say is nothing. Or sometimes the best thing we can do is nothing and let the situation take care of itself. Hmm. Definitely. And I think when people hear the terms like pup or handler or (sighs) literally any label, there's all these associations that come with that, regardless of whether people think it's completely something they would never be interested in or anything like that. It's more just in terms of power roles and that kind of thing. As you were saying, you go into a situation and Sometimes the handler can think, oh, they're the dominant one or whatever. But actually, how do you reframe that in terms of like you're both bringing equal worth? Like you're not any less part of the situation just because you're the pup or because you're the submissive or any of the labels that you want to associate with those. (laughs) Exactly. And that's extremely important because the thing is is it's not even just the labels anymore. Like it's the fact that like our handlers are getting out of control. They're thinking that they can just be dominant out and inside the bedroom and it's just like, hold on. No. Mm. I'm not in this hood for your pleasure. You are here experiencing what brings me pleasure you have the luxury of that Mm. Mm -hmm. respect it (laughs) respect it yeah because it's a luxury and i can easily say no don't touch Mm -hmm. me no yeah yeah no like i can easily say that yeah and that has so much power exactly and they don't like to hear it and that's the that's the problem like that's why i'm saying like this community was created for us to be safe yeah and I want our safety. I want people to be safe. I want people to stop not grounding themselves <laughs> and throwing themselves into this 
world of play and not realizing what they're doing or pretending like they know what they're doing and just like instantly going from like this role play of like oh like I like younger older type role play so like I'm gonna call you boy no I'm not a boy I'm a pup you can call me pup or puppy like you can call me one of those (laughs) yeah you're not gonna call me boy Mm. yeah (laughs) I I mean if you want to be called daddy sure I'll call you daddy not all the time and you better believe that like if I'm not having sex with you I'm not gonna respect you in that way because it's not that important because none of us are neither of us are over each other Mm. type thing Mm -hmm. but ultimately like it's just interesting like we have to be courteous to each subcategory that we decide to channel or partake in Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and I think also I'm really glad that I think you've highlighted that just because you are sort of in the kink community or in the pup community or like literally any community that there is, it doesn't mean that you would like take every single box of every single like stereotype or not even stereotypes, like things that apparently those people are into, like everyone is their own individual person. And it's like a community is like people that are into similar stuff that come together you know what I mean like it doesn't not every but every single person in that community is still an individual and like everyone is entitled to say yes or no to anything and like everyone is pleased by different things like I don't get how because of course when we talk about sex in like a vanilla term or like I guess not in any kind of terms but just in terms of pleasure and whatever we recognize that everyone's bodies are different different people will be pleasured by different things therefore like the same applies in like the kink universe i guess like different people will be into different angles or like a different version of like whatever i don't know it's not all so black and white like and you and that's why we have to listen to each other and listen to yourselves and be like okay i do identify as this but that doesn't mean I have to do this and this and that. I actually enjoy this better or I actually don't like doing yeah. that. Um, so yeah, it's just about listening and paying attention as we have been saying. <laughs> <laughs> Time is money. Mm. Communicating. Because most people communicate what they want even when mm-hmm. they're not communicating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say paying attention. Absolutely. Because like you can see somebody's actions, you can see, you can feel somebody's expression, you can feel somebody's energy and sharing the same room with them. And like, that's where I'm coming from on this approach. Like, I get it. Like you say BDSM, like you're like, mm. oh yeah, like whips and chains and like fucking smacking yeah. each other. No, <laughs> I like it gentle. Like you're, you can be gentle. It's possible. Like you can actually be gentle during these experiences. Yeah. Like you don't have to be so mm-hmm. aggressive. Like it's okay to want like a natural experience that is along <laughs> these ropes <laughs> without so much aggression and yeah. over stimulation of masculinity yeah. yeah another label that people fall <laughs> into <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously obviously i'm not in the kink community or anything but i think from what i've heard from people sort of going back I kind of want to talk to you about it because going back to the idea of the submissive being in control I think something that I wish was more like mainstream 
in sort of vanilla sex and outside of the kink community is this idea of like really you have to pay a lot of attention because when you're like hitting someone or we're like when pain's involved and like all of this kind of stuff it's literally all about paying attention and a lot of people that do get involved with this kind of power play and or pain or anything along those lines it sounds like they're so much more attentive and i really like appreciate that and um I guess, I don't know if you could speak to that, like to this idea of how to stay present within yourself, but also be attentive of the other person, if you have any sort of tips or anything to speak on that. about Body awareness, absorbing into yourself, stop floating around the experience and take it all in. That's my personal preference, or like, that's what I have noticed that mm. I do for myself. Um, I would also say just like, opening yourself up to receiving the idea that again like you're not separate from this person so please yourself for sure like take advantage of pleasing yourself in this moment what's gonna bring you pleasure is sucking his dick gonna bring you pleasure do it is like him eating your ass gonna bring you pleasure Mm. ask him like it's it's that simple like Mm. it's like what is gonna bring you pleasure and then like as long as you're being communicative, you can trust that, like, you have more control of the situation than you think you do. Because if you're only involving yourself with yourself, then, like, you can tell yourself, like, what to start doing, and they're going to do the same. Like, you're going to reflect each other. Yeah. And that's why I say gentle. Like, I don't mean, like, I want you to, like, hit me lightly. No, like, I'm just saying, like, I want you to display, like, an actual affection and attention and gentle, like, energy to display. But, like... Do whatever your physical self yeah. may. Could you talk a little bit about aftercare or any of the things you like in aftercare? Or, yeah, just talk about it generally because I don't think a lot of people that are not in the kink community like know about the whole aftercare thing. <laughs> Show your pups attention. Love them. Give them cuddles. <laughs> they need it they are always lonely and stressing out continuously personally this pup like has a completely shifted realities and is like fucking scared dude like (laughs) he's scared and like he doesn't want to go outside and play he doesn't want to go to the park and get fresh air he's afraid of people right now like he doesn't want to talk to people he doesn't want a handler like he does but he doesn't because he knows that he's independent he's independent but Mm. wanting somebody around is natural human nature like that's not unnatural to want or to need to need necessarily i would even say that it's kind of a necessity to have other energies around at certain times you know with the right constructed schedule but it's important like we need attention yeah we're here and like yes we're like putting ourselves out there and like getting attention but like we need to receive attention as well like you have to be there like to like kind Mm -hmm. of like show your pup some affection and like show them like hey like you can either like cuddle up with me or like sleep at my feet like I don't care like get comfy like I want you to be comfy like your attention Mm -hmm. is about them and like that and that's the idea like that's in in a way like you could look at it and say like you know majority of these loving relationships are being taught now like are nothing compared to this but when looking at it it's like how would how how do you raise a family (laughs) with that Mm. like i mean like and that's why i think there that there needs to be that level of separation of course like obviously like 
I want to be able to build a domestic life for myself. And within saying so, like, I don't want to be the pup in the hood sleeping in the other room while Mm -hmm. daddy takes care of the kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really my fulfilling idea. Like, do I think that I would want to take my hood off just because I have a child? No. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just personally saying that, like, there has to be some type of even energetic creation that allows for that sustainability to take place. Yeah, but it's so interesting Mm -hmm. that you say that because I think from what you've been describing about the respect and the understanding and the awareness of each other during sex, I think the wider society has so much to learn from from that community (laughs) i don't think that same level Mm. of awareness is present in one night stands or even not just one night stands like just in the way that we put ourselves into sexual situations we're not aware of what we want we don't give ourselves we don't give ourselves like the opportunity to understand what we deserve and what respect we should be getting from the other person Mm. we don't hold space for ourselves to explore we expect somebody else to do it and that's the problem Mm -hmm. just because you have somebody else here doesn't mean you're gonna just start exploring like that's not how it works like that's why i think the connection is so primally important if you're not connecting with yourself you're not going to get the pleasure or satisfaction that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think that carries into relationships as well, like yeah. regardless of sex. Like your relationship Definitely. with anyone, you can't put yourself in that situation and really know how to interact with them unless you you like know yourself and you respect what you want. Mm-hmm. 100%. But how do you approach finding the right person that will like match with what you want is it just kind of like a as you were saying you put that energy out and then that's what you get back yeah literally one word one word woof (laughs) like it's that simple like i don't even have to say anything that's crazy and it's like if you get it you get it and like you'll you'll you like personally like if i reached out to you like woof like you would come back Mm -hmm. like you would start initiating conversations and like holding space and like requesting me to listen Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing like again i'm a self-taught pup like i didn't have a handler to say like all right sit like no like I know how to listen. I come trained. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm I'm good at what I do type mm-hmm. thing. Like I've done it forever. Yeah. Literally done it forever. So it's just like it's crazy because like I said, when I like there's different color codes and combinations and like when I started my adventure, like I, I literally just bought a gray hood and like sure enough, like BDSM and like bondage is what represents gray and like it's true, like tying people up and like being a switch and like a rigger and like playing both roles, either getting tied up or tying somebody up is like my biggest turn on. Like I, I, I just want somebody to have the limitation of being able to touch themselves. 
I want them to focus their attention and their like space into just their pleasure and like not being able to satisfy themselves but like being satisfied <laughs> like that is so thrilling to me <laughs> so in a way do you think that your work and then your <laughs> sexual preferences kind of just came hand in hand like they I just do tied I definitely so do perfectly. <laughs> yeah they really did and that's why I'm like sex work is real mm. and like I wish I could tell the world that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with this society. Um, that's probably a definite no, but like, that's fine. Like I can still do what I do. It's not like I have to like put myself into an experience where it's like, okay, just because I'm healing you, I have to make it tantric. No, <laughs> mm. I'm here to heal you. Yeah. And I'm an intuitive healer. So I, I show up and I'm like, okay, I see where you're at. And I'm like, I'm going to start fixing things where I see necessary. You can talk to me if you want. I can promise you that, like, I don't, like, listen. Like, <laughs> if you want me to listen, like, that's a completely different subject. That, that That's talk therapy. Like, that's a completely different, like, subcategory of what I provide. So it's just, like, you have to be open and honest with what you want from mm. me. Like, I'll, I'll provide what, I, what you need, but, like, you have to be honest of what you want. And, like, that's my point. I'll tell people from the get-go, like, I have talk therapy, I have tarot, like, I have hypnotherapy, guided meditation, Reiki, like, most, majority of the time I spend my time doing Reiki. But, like, it's, it's interesting, like, people, like, will, will go into a tarot reading, and, like, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll, they'll try to, like, be like, oh, um, well, this and that, and that's going on, and I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, sure, <laughs> sure, uh-huh, yes. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I don't need to know because... I feel it. I see it. I see the energy and I see their train of thought and which travel, which direction of travel it's heading in. And I can either see if it's steering in the right mm. or the wrong. Mm. And like, typically, like if I see it going in the wrong, I'll start like throwing out more information to bring them back on track. Yeah. And that'll put them back there. And like, I'll watch them do it by themselves. Like I won't force the change. I'll just like put something there. So that way they're like, oh yeah, I can reconstruct my view. But that's my point. Like, I don't, need to know what's going on in your life to tell you what you need to know to fix it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you go into those situations where you're so confronted with other people's lives and thoughts and feelings and then go home and like be yourself <laughs> and remember who i am yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question, actually. My sanity comes with smoking a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it starts there. Um, and then I would say my hula hoops. My hula hoops keep me grounded, you know? Like, me, re me recognizing that, like, I'm not there and they're not forcing their energy into my space. I'm there and I'm entering their space and leaving it. Yeah. Like I'm the one with the power. I know that I'm there. And then like I come back to take care of myself. I do self-care. I'll wash my face. I'll take a shower. I'll relax. I'll decompress. I'll breathe. Mm -hmm. Like I'll I'll sage myself. I'll get all the negativity or energy. It may not even be negative. <laughs> all the energy and I'll just like throw it away. I'm like, here, get away from me. Like I just I just need me. I need me for now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's one of the ways that I would definitely say that I keep track of myself inside of that experience and like sexually like I feel like that even takes place too because like 
Sure, I'm a dog. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Like, <laughs> there's something <laughs> super fucking hot about that. And, like, I don't know, like, even, like, I could probably, like, get off from looking at myself behind the hood. Like, something is sexy about it. Mm. But, like, there's a recognition of the fact that, like, I'm still a human. Like, yeah. I'm still a person and I still have emotions. And, like, mm. I know I have a great emotional memory. And, like, I know that I'm very structured and very, like, rooted and deeply aligned with a lot of the things I say and the purposes that I put behind them. So I'd personally say that that has made it greater to understand that, like, I am me before I am able to be anything else. And what I've come to recognize is that, like, we're not here to understand each other. We're here to experience each other. And that's why I'm like, I want to change that. But to change that, I have to be here to take care of that and, like, submerge myself inside of it to show that I can, like, even be where everyone else is at, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a way. So ultimately, like, that's my primary focus is showing people, like, hey, like, I'm here. But I also want you to see that I'm still understanding of I am who I am and I have the ability to shift out and into this experience and the role that I tackle on throughout those experiences. Mm. Yeah. And there just has to be that consent. There has to be that level of consent between both partners of like, hey, like, you're not just getting this and this is all it is all the time. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> you're You're getting like you're getting a fucking like a a compound of things like i am a combination of Mm, things and people like and stuff yeah so it's like you're not just getting like this one set pup like oh you you have pup (laughs) he takes his hood off sometimes and like he'll walk around the house naked like great he does does chores (laughs) you know like this pup like this pup is gonna leave the house this dog is gonna go on adventures this dog is gonna go alone like he's gonna visit other countries he's gonna Mm. heal the world he's gonna take care of people like Mm -hmm. and there has to be that level of consent of understanding that like i prohibit this role sometimes yeah Yeah. and i think that that's what has allowed me to recognize like i'm only there sometimes like yeah I'm me. I'm me, and without me, this wouldn't exist. I have created this. Mm. I think that's such an important lesson for, like, any job, literally anything, being able to have just that thing that you can always come back to. Like, I don't know, you are your own home in a way, and then everything outside of that is something that you have like the power to choose to inhabit Mm. and who you choose to share that with and people Mm. don't respect that anymore people think that they just are entitled to that Mm. and it's like hold on just because i'm outside does not mean that you are entitled to everything i have and just because i'm carrying all of it with me does not mean that you have the right to analyze it Mm. definitely from the outside because if i don't feel your internal connection I'm, I don't feel secure around you. I don't feel safe. Mm. If I don't feel an con- internal connection, if, I, if, if you can't hear me, <laughs> I don't want to be around you. <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I'm scared. I'm scared of you because I don't know what's going through your mind and I don't know, not that I need to know, really, but like ultimately it just comes down to the idea that like I just don't know what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Or where your mental cognition is, because it's not where here is explained as. Yeah. So what does it look like to 
recognize that someone is like that and then to communicate to them we're just not on the same level like how do you how do you do that (laughs) oh easily so easily I say (laughs) hey we're having different experiences I'm not going to take you from where you are because you're happy where you're at. Enjoy your journey. Mm. I love you. <laughs> That's so good. Bye. And then they get scared and they want to just like talk and they just want to like, well, like, what did I do or what did I say or like this and that? And I'm just like, I don't, we're not doing, th- we're not doing this argument. Yeah. This argument, this, this entire like, load of questions of just tit for tat we're not doing it Mm. because i've learned that like before friction arises i can like mitigate it and like push it away yeah prevent it from really entering my space taking it by the collar and just being like yeah fuck no (laughs) (laughs) and and typically it's me like literally i'm taking myself by the collar and i'm like fuck no get out like get out of this situation Mm. like say goodbye farewell it doesn't matter like they don't matter clearly Mm. you don't matter in their mind so they don't matter in your reality period (laughs) so just leave and like that's what like that's what pulls me back like every single time like i just i'll pull myself by the collar and i'll be like hey this isn't good for you and i'll just be like hey so long and then they're like huh Huh? why and i'm like (laughs) delete block (laughs) stay where you are i don't want you here (laughs) yeah we gotta stop taking taking bullshit from people like and being better at cutting them off like if they're not good for you that should be enough reason to be able to like or like if you're not in the same path or whatever yeah like that should be a good enough reason it doesn't they don't need to do anything to you Mm. like why are we expecting or waiting for people to do bad things to us to let them go like yeah it's not always that simple i can tell you that if yeah like if you have an expectation that somebody's gonna do something bad they will and you should probably just walk away from the situation Mm. altogether why do we wait till we get hurt yeah like really right there's a lot of people that are out there definitely oh my god i've been i've been tremendously hurt i've been in situations and relationships that have put me through literal like psychosis so Mm. it's just like yeah like i i get that a hundred percent like wow (laughs) and like to be here today is why i'm so protective of myself Mm -hmm. because i don't trust anybody else to protect me my handler could come into my life and be like oh i'm gonna take care of you i'm gonna protect you yeah okay cool (laughs) um i think (laughs) pretty sure i'm protecting myself i think that you're just manifesting yourself here because of the fact that i'm taking more protection and caution on myself yeah but thank you for thinking that it's you (laughs) it's still me (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) not not saying that they don't exist like obviously they do exist but like just not in that role yeah of course yeah you can you can be that sense of security but i know you're not going to protect me nobody can protect anybody really Mm. you can protect yourself you can protect yourself Mm -hmm. and you know like the power that other people can have over you if you let them but you just shouldn't you shouldn't have to let them you shouldn't be in a position where you feel like you should 
nobody should ever have to sacrifice their power. And if mm-hmm. they feel as though they're in a position that they are, reach out. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. Mm. That's really good advice. Should we close on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, do we have any closing thoughts? But that was the closing thought. Yeah, that was a great closing thought. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the perfect, like, advice. <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. But yeah, I mean, I think all of, like, everything we talked about was so valuable for anyone and I hope everyone who listens to this takes something from this and I hope there's like no premonitions or like preconceived ideas around anything to do with sex any sexual role that puts you off understanding and well not even understanding just having awareness of the other person and really like trying your best to be mindful of the mm. situ- of yourself mainly and then of other people and I think Amir has taught us all a lot about about that I, um. I agree <laughs> I feel like I just want the world to love I want people to not be afraid to love each other yeah yeah well yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast and reaching out to us and yeah uh, we had some amazing conversations with you and it's been so nice talking to you yeah thank thank you you. it's been a pleasure seriously it's been a pleasure with speaking with both of you I feel like there's been so many great topics covered and so many good ideas and I'm I'm genuinely really thankful for the fact that you guys took the time to like actually like get in contact with me and take time to <laughs> literally take your time and <laughs> pay attention so thank you for everything <laughs> yeah thank you for reaching out to us as well yes, and thanks. being so supportive of the podcast yeah i'm grateful people will get to listen to this and all the stuff that you had to say and i feel like you've taught us <laughs> stuff so i'm sure the, like I hope our listeners learn some shit too I'm really grateful you got to come on so thank you Yeah, <laughs> I'm really grateful thank you you guys have <laughs> definitely like opened up this opportunity for all of us to even have this discussion and mm. put this out there for people so thank you and, like <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah okay well we hope everyone enjoyed this episode please Leave us a review if you did. Rate us, subscribe, share. You can find us on Instagram at Sextras Podcast, on our website at www.sextraspodcast.com, on Facebook at Sextras Podcast, <laughs> um, or you can email us at sextraspodcast at gmail.com. If you guys want to follow my Instagram account, it's at anarchy underscore flow 7777. Okay, well, thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye.
You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions.